Okay. Out of there, praise pokes. Now listen up, partner. Before we start shooting at each other cowboy style, uh huh. I got something I want you to know. I'm doing stand-up comedy on Wednesday at Divine Comedy at the Speakeasy at eight o'clock. Is this a cowboy voice? <laughs> well, I don't rightly know. I never met one. Yeah, well. There's a cowboy voice. That's an old prospector. Yeah, That'll do just fine. Uh... Well, cowboy, before uh, before I load you full of lead for my six-shooter, I just want you to know that I'll be hosting the funniest person in Oklahoma City contest while they give away my belt to some undeserving loser. <laughs> and that'll be on November 10th at 8 o'clock at the Paramount Room. Well, that's right, neighborly, for you telling me that, uh-huh. cowpoke. I got something else to tell you about before we, uh, before we send each other to dirt heaven. <laughs> There's an open microphone called Public Access. I've heard of that one. And you can show up on Sundays at, at 7 to sign up. And you can do whatever the hell you want, including standing up comedy, mm. sitting down guitar playing, uh-huh. standing up guitar playing, puppeteering. Racketeering, doing doing portraits, doodles and such. Now, Heath, I got a question. What if I'm a magician? Then you can come, brother. You can come down to public access. How much time do I get? As much as you want if you're a magic man. Good to know. Uh, finally, partner. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> D- don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Praise Down on iTunes. <laughs> and if you want, you can cost, uh, toss a couple of cowboy dollars toward the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash GTM. And that's for Good Trash Media. Alright. Let me pull out my, my cowboy phone. I'm going to do that right now. Sounds good. Five stars. That's four more stars than I have because, bing, I'm the sheriff of this town. And I'm the outlaw of this and, town. And I, got, and I got one star. It's pretty fucked up. That is I'm a good up. sheriff. I got a bunch of stars because I'm wearing a wizard hat. Now, and now, moons. Uh, There's moons on it, too. Now, Traveler, uh, if I were to subscribe to this Patreon of yours, mm. what kind of stuff am I getting from that? Well, partner, you're getting all kinds of bonus content, not just from the Praise Down, but from Good Trash Media as well. From the Praise Down, you'll get the Silly Marillion, uh, an episode of Cut Bits, and uh, as well as Secular Sunday, episodes that take place in an alternate universe where we're Christian and have never listened to secular music and decided to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And you'll also get pay- uh, Good Trash content, such as an episode about the film Bright. The Will Smith film? The Orc and Will Smith film, yes. I didn't like that movie very much. Well. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'd, li- I'd like to listen to some people talk about I it. I sure would like to listen to some smart boys down at the studio talk about that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, folks, without further ado, oh, them's the church bells. That means it's time to listen to an episode with Michael Martin. Such a dumbass dumb, podcast. Dumbass dumb, dumb, fuck. Dumb, dumb. To the Christian Welcome to the Praise Down, the number one Christian music review show that's honest, kind, and firm. I'm your non-Christian host, Heath Huffman. And I'm your non-Christian host, Alex Sanchez. But stick around, it may change. We're going to keep dangling that bone. Uh, or, or wait, you don't dangle bones, I would like you dangle to, carrots. I'd Hang like on. to apologize on behalf of the Praise Down to all of our Christian listeners for Heath saying dangle that bone. Yeah, I meant to say uh, dangle that carrot. Yeah. I forgot what reindeer eat. Um, it's not bones, buddy. <laughs> you haven't seen the reindeer I've been hanging out with. <laughs> hey, no, for real, Heath, if you hung out with a reindeer, you would tell me, right? Because I would want to hang out with it, too. Oh, I'd tell you right away. Thank you. You're a good friend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a great episode for you today. We yep. are sitting down. We are talking to the technical director and the stage manager of our very own home base. Mm-hmm in the meatscape in IRL public mm-hmm. access. Yep. Uh, we are talking to Michael Martin. Hello, Michael. Hello. Thank you guys for having me on. Of course, Thanks. Michael, I'm so happy to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, just getting off of a week of having that feeling where like, you know, when you think to yourself, you know, I don't really have to take care of myself. Like I was kind of been doing that for a while, but I'm starting to get back into the like, Oh, a self-care like, week. Yeah. yeah. You, you look recently showered. Yeah. That's I was good. Like, it's, it's the first step, I think. Yeah, I love that. getting back into the real world. I also showered for the podcast. Hey, I also showered for the podcast. Yeah. I showered specifically for the podcast. Buddy, me too. I wasn't going to, but then I remembered we have to do the podcast. What is more indicative of you having your life together than showering for a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not really a smell-oriented medium. Yeah, I mean, if you if you shower for your podcast, you know what a mortgage is, like yeah. automatically. Uh, I will I say that I don't. Uh, so, Michael, let's uh, let's get right into it. I, what is your walk with the Lord? Talk the walk. Um, I went. You know those the cool churches for like the the rock and roll music, and uh, it's like Life Church and. Good church or something like that. Good church. Good church. church. (laughs) I remember life being one. I I went to life church for a while. 
Um, and um, they, it was the cool kid where it's like we're using rock and roll music for like to connect with the kids, even though rock and roll hasn't connected with the kids for like twenty years. Hey, but, rock and roll is still good. Keep oh, going. it's it's badass, but like <laughs> sure. So like I was went to that until I just kind of had this uh, epiphany where I didn't believe in my God, believe in God. So I walked into my mom's room and I said, I I don't think I believe in God. And she was like, Oh, okay. And then we didn't go to church anymore. So she wh- still believes in God. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. She's still, uh, oh, so, okay. So she, she likes the idea of it making this, I don't mean for this to sound shitty, but like, she thinks it makes her a better person. And I, I not, I'm trying to find a way that doesn't make that sound douchey, but like, she likes the, uh, the, the idea of having a faith to kind of like a moral guideline, I guess. Yeah, certainly. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can either, you can either have faith or you can just, uh, sort of believe that some other silly thing is going to make you a good person. Right. And here's the thing. It all works. Right. Yeah. All of it works. I don't have any anything against people who are religious. Yeah, certainly. Good. So what, what age did you quit? Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I put in my two weeks notice when I was mm-hmm. like 12-ish. Yeah. I was 12. Early. Yeah. Pretty good. And you are how old now? I am 18. You are currently our, you hold the record for youngest praise down guest. Oh. Mm. Well, so far. Youngest yeah. friend. Youngest, youngest friend. friend. Some of the, I got, some of the public access folks are probably younger than 18, I would say. Yeah, but they haven't been any, on yet. That's true. Mm-hmm. We haven't true. had Vince Spencer on. He's the only one I can think of. Yeah. He's a, he's older than me. He is? He's 19. But he, I think it might be, I think you might be the youngest. Okay. At, at public gotta, access period. Congratulations. Yeah. Huh. We uh, gotta nice. renew the we gotta renew the teen blood at that mic. <laughs> There's only like three or four of us there. Yeah, we need to retire some teens, kids mm-hmm. next door style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bring some new ones into the fold. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to watch that show. And it's it was, very good. The Wikipedia yeah. article for it is longer than the one for World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's not consequential to this show, but I, I love making sure everybody knows whenever I can. Uh, you guys so ever funny. you guys ever go down the Wikipedia thing, like the Wikipedia rabbit hole, and you just start reading like articles about random things? Like, you ever read Wayne Coyne's Wikipedia article? I'm pretty sure he wrote it. He probably did. <laughs> he probably did. I I'm gonna only believe that he did from now on. Wayne Coyne can be seen helping the stage crew as he sets up with. It's like that's not. Oh, who get, that's who gets, very who very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Coyne, <laughs> known as a musician, father, and gentle lover. <laughs> personal life. Wayne's personal life is very good and cool. <laughs> so oh. say close sources to Wayne. <laughs> all the things he enjoys are normal, and all, he's good at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he can sing and play guitar at the same time. Really, guys. Powerful. He can't, actually. Have you seen the... the I he, believe he, that. He, like, if you've watched the old uh, Flaming Lakes music videos, he like starts to play and sing at the same time, but mm-hmm. then like like clearly can't do it and then stops. Hey, I can't do it, buddy. Yeah, I get it. I'm not going to... Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I, that's fair. I can't sing and play guitar at the same time. I can sing and play trombone at the same time, though. Powerful. <laughs> it's pretty strong. So, so, Michael, were you? So, were were both of you? Were you raised Christian, like from the from the beginning of your um, life? Situation, Scott. Whenever situation. my, whenever I was three years old, my dad went into boot camp 
And uh, in between that time, we moved in with my mom's mom's house, my grandma's, and uh, they were they're Catholic, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every Sunday, I went to Sunday school. Uh, and I remember some of my fondest memories would be waking up Sunday morning, reading the Oklahoma Oklahoma Sunday comics because they had Psylocke Fox, a little oh, detective yeah. game where you had to figure out who done it mm-hmm. type deal. And then now, we'd go to the Sunday school. And it did was, you say nice. Psylocke Fox yeah, I, I, or Psylocke Fox Psylocke, who can I think? create a psychic dagger? She's one of the X-Men. It was always. I remember it being. A, mm-hmm. I remember it being a weird spelling. I remember pronouncing it Psylocke. I think it's Slylock. Slylock. Psylock is. It was the a. T- it was a tough man. word for a four-year-old. <sighs> Buddy, hey, aren't they it, all? It's a tough word for it's this twenty-seven-year-old. <laughs> so, uh, so your dad went to boot camp. He did. He and, um, he got a medical discharge. He had a, a heart condition. Uh, irregular mm-hmm. heartbeat, I think, and he lost a whole bunch of weight. He went he went into it weighing the most he weighed and left weighing the least he ever weighed. So came in, came in at two twenty and then left maybe at one seventy, I think. Zoinks! Like one seventy, one eighty. It was a, it was a lot of weight Gosh. in two months. Lord, uh, well, they're good at one thing. Besides, <laughs> yeah. besides killing yeah people, good. I, <laughs> it's losing that. Losing that weight, getting that body fat percent down. Yeah. But, um, so, so your mom's religious, your dad religious? No, he's, um, he's like atheist agnostic somewhere in the middle. Sure. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and they make it work pretty good? Uh, well, they're divorced, so oh. it's so not, not really good. Well, he, uh, he just recently got remarried, uh, last year, uh, around Thanksgiving time. Uh, and the woman that he married is, uh, very much Christian, goes to church every Sunday and they make it work. Cool. Cool. He's not the kind of um, yeah, pe- atheist that has to argue about it. Yeah. People can like, and, and they should yeah, honestly. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. People shouldn't have to. I guess conform to each other that way if they don't have to. I think that's absolutely right. So you said you went to Catholic church for a little while because your grandma was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? When did you start going to sort of leather jacket cigarette church? <laughs> it was about the time where we moved in, moved out of our grandma's house, and we moved into the house that we bought in Edmond on Halloween night. We moved in there. Spooky. It, it was. Oh. It was. It was scaly. Ooh. It was very scaly. Um, couldn't sleep that night, but, um, we did go to life church for a while until we didn't because we were lazy and we forgot. <laughs> yeah. We, we I feel like that's why a lot of people do- stop going to life it, church. It yeah. was very strict. It was not a very strict, uh, religious household. It's just like, we're Christian kind of sort of whatever. And that was kind of, which deal. like for, for whatever, whatever you can fault life church for the casual, like the casualness of it is. Honestly, pretty good. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it's because uh, you know, obviously they don't make people feel bad for not showing up, right? And it's every nice. every other church you go to is will send you a, a damn letter. Mm-hmm. You ever gotten us? You ever gotten a "We missed you Sunday" letter, Alex? No, but that's because me moving out and me stopping going to church coincided. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, I see. I never got one of those either. I do remember they played a weird version of Free Falling where they rewrote the lyrics to be all Christian. Do you Whoa. remember, like, do you remember the, the lyrics? No, I just remember it being Free Falling and they changed the lyrics. I can't remember what it was, though. The last time I heard it was probably 2007, so it's mm. been a long time. And now I'm free. Free, free Jesus. Free 
of sin. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I bet that's what it was. Yeah. Hopefully. Ho- I'm hoping so. <laughs> any any sort of fond memories? Uh, you mentioned fond memories. Were there times uh, when you were in the church that you were convinced that you felt it? Like, oh, yeah, God's real for sure. This is it. The, I remember... Um, being really cool with the idea of that they would um the way that they would have you um devote your life to jesus christ and they do it every service is that they would have everybody close their eyes and then they would have them like raise your hands if you wanted to do it i remember thinking that was a cool idea that you didn't have to like tell somebody that you didn't want to i remember thinking that was really cool and that was about as close as i got i don't think i ever felt the um the jesus within me at that, but I remember thinking that was awesome. You're oh, like, like a sort of respectful way. To yeah, do that. it was like you don't have to tell anybody. I always thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. We did that at my church, uh, but right after that sort of segment, the people that raised their hands would be like, "All right, y'all come up here." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yep. so, like, it, yeah. There's no fucking point then. Yeah, right. Nobody look. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody, be cool. <laughs> Heads down, unless you want to accept Jesus. Heads down, thumbs up. Time mm-hmm. to play seven up. Yeah, don't do not look up until we've made these people Christians. Thank you. <laughs> I will listen. We've got monitors around the room. <laughs> if you look up to see people becoming Christians, you'll be sniped. Yeah, we we do we do have uh we do have church blow dart technicians <laughs> trained on each section. Tear gas and SWAT teams. Yeah, we'll uh. We'll we'll put you down for the next six hours if you look up and you didn't raise your hand. And we're uh, using adult dosages. You could die. Yeah, we'll, we'll we're using like the horse amount. <laughs> the horse amount. And last I checked, last I checked, none of y'all are horses. It's up to you, Vinny. Thanks. <laughs> Close your eyes, Vinny. All right. <laughs> He's a horse of God, Vinny. Vinny the horse. <laughs> Vinny were, the... There, were there horses on Noah's Ark? Those were those were. There had oh, to have been, had, man. There had to be. Were were they? Yeah, I mean, and they had... I don't remember either, but I wasn't there. I remember reading a very a very sort of illuminating thing about Noah's Ark. The two by two mm-hmm. story is just something that they sort of distilled into to make it like a a good kid story. Okay. And Noah kept a ton of edible animals for me. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, did he eat the animals? <laughs> what do you make extinct? <laughs> Unicorn. I remember uh, Bill Nye was debating that Christian scientist, and he broke down the science of how the Ark was described in the book could not have been made at that time, and how it was just completely factually inaccurate. Which was a good point, but at the same time, it's like... I Come feel, on. I feel like most Christians don't believe most of the things in the Bible. Right. I feel like they just... It's a story. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it, that's a story, just like The Matrix is a story. Like, stories don't have to have literally taken place to have power. I and, know. And that's kind of what I've told myself in order to re-engage with Christianity that the, um, the amount that I have. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And would you call yourself a Christian now? I mean, I would call myself a curious agnostic. Okay. Yeah, really. I mean, I I connect with it because I have previously, okay. 
Um, and it's a good lens to see things through. But uh, you, you've probably already said this on previous episodes. But what? When did you disconnect? Oh, um, I was 19 years old. It, I mean, I had plenty of time to have moments where I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> God, is that you, dude?" Or yeah. whatever. I, I've, I had plenty of those. Um, do I? Do I think there was something authentic about them? Yes. Do I think it was literally Christian God? Um, you know, kissing me on the forehead with his big old Christian God lips. No, mm. but um, I do think that important things occurred. CGLs. So, yeah. CGLs. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I just like, I just like hearing about it. I like talking about it, not like debating it because that right. seems Ugh. that seems too uh, fedora for me. But you know, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, you know. What do you th- what do you think about it? What's cool about it? Like to actual Christians and yeah. that sort of thing. Part of why this show happens, right? So, uh, Michael, what do you believe now? Like, what, what if you were to sort of distill how you experience life and the universe? I guess into a, one or two sentences. How would you feel about that? Um, I guess i believe in karma but not in the mystical sense just in the sense that if you're shitty shitty things will happen to you just because that's just the natural way that people will perceive you um so i guess mm-hmm. i abide by that rule like like, vi- a, like the video game karma system kind of yeah like, yeah, like a you grow like a, a horn a or common, an angel wing a common sense kind of karma mm-hmm. instead of a mystical karma mm-hmm. or like the mass effect 2 version where if you're bad you get like syphilis lesions or whatever yeah yeah and if, and if you do it wrong you get the the ending with the green color if you do it right you get the ending with the the orange color mm-hmm. all all streams to the same river my dude <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That was, uh, was Mass Effect 3, right? That, that was Mass that Effect 3, that was, yeah. That was bad. It was, like, good until it was mm, bad. I, I think we're making Jill upset. Mass Effect is her favorite series. Is it really? Hey, Jill, I love Mass Effect. Do you want to... Yeah, it's great. Jill, you want to jump on? Talk about M.E.? Jill's Just got a, Jill's got a mic. in the studio now. Oh, I love that. What are your thoughts on Mass Effect? I love Mass Effect. Okay. Both the first and second games are really good. The third game... I would agree is not the best, but it's a very good game up until maybe the last 90% of it. Would you say it was subpar compared now, to the first Now, did you two? say the last 90% of it? So 10% of Mass Effect 3 was good? Yeah, no. You mean the last 10%? The la- is oh. that what you mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. The last oh, cool. 10% was, I would say, bad. If you have to patch... The entire ending of a game. Yeah. I would say it's yeah. not a good ending. Now, Jillian, you are one of the happy few that also played Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, that's true. I liked Andromeda. What? Talk I'm not familiar it. with that one. What that's, is it? Okay, Andromeda is the fourth game that doesn't have Commander Shepard. It's, hmm. The plot of that one is, like, the year before the Reaper invasion started, they packed up, like, a bunch of people from every race and put them into ships Noah's Ark essentially mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. rocketed them into on a 600 year journey to the Andromeda galaxy which is our closest neighboring galaxy in real life thank you yes that game introduced some new races it introduced a different engine um, that the game ran on um, I think that was on the same engine that Dragon Age Inquisition came out on oh yeah 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 where does it compare to other Mass Effect games in terms of horniness? In terms of horniness, 
It's up there. There's new, a whole new race you can fuck. New yeah. levels of horniness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's some grade A uh, space boobs in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the first <laughs> game where it gets, like, I would say R-rated. Whoa. Really? Like, active active sex scenes. Oh, like, God of War, like, full-on. You eat an alien's pussy in it. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> An alien eats your pussy. Oh, sorry. Oh, sweet. All right. The new yeah. alien. The new so alien. It, we'll, it, take, we'll take me to space dinner first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give me some <laughs> freeze-dried ice cream. You know, whatever, you, whatever, you, whatever you eat out there. That's about it. Like, that game is very horny. Have you ever eaten uh, free, oh. freeze-dried ice cream? I have. It's very good. It's, I didn't like yeah. it. Have you ever eaten an alien's pussy? The only <laughs> other thing about that game is that the yeah. puzzle, the, uh, like, puzzle lock picking mechanic in that game is glorified sudoku it's insane oh so it'll turn us into brain geniuses Mm -hmm. jillian are there any spiritual themes in the mass effect games um not as much as its sister series from bioware uh dragon age like i mentioned Mm -hmm. that game a bit that that series a very large part of the lore and i could do a whole like episode on this probably a whole part of a big part of the lore is that different races have different concepts of that universe is essentially jesus Mm -hmm. Uh, that universe is jesus is a woman named andraste and some people believe that she was chosen by their maker which is what they call their god um the humans at least the humans believe that Andraste was chosen by the maker and made to be his bride. And then she was rejected by mankind when she uh, came to evangelize. Sounding mm-hmm. familiar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She was beats, essentially yeah. burned on the cross, uh, Joan of Arc style. Um, the elves in that game believe in a bunch of different gods. Um and find Andraste to be kind of like blasphemous. Mm. So it plays with a, diff- a couple different ideas of creation and where everything came from. And it was it's Middle Ages fantasy lore, so it's going to have like their chantry is their church that is everything to the world. And mm-hmm. yeah, everything plays into that. And then the dwarves are just underground with rocks. Hell yeah. Cool. They worship rocks. Yeah. I get it. I worship the rock. Yeah. Rock. Well, and roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Not at the same time, though. Yeah. Like, Devil- I like it. Individual sessions. Yeah. Devil horns each. up. Devil horns up for rock and roll. <laughs> so are you all are you all ready for a little bit of thoughts and prayers? Yes, please. Okay. You, you had something... Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Thoughts and Prayers. Okay. I've got I found us a little bit of something to to chew on today. I found the WikiHow article, How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Parentheses with pictures. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh well, I'll try to remember to put them up on an episode post. So, How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. Just chime in and react. There are several ways of understanding filling with the Holy Spirit, in quotes. Gross. Yep. Some people teach that it happens at conversion, when one asks Jesus into his or her heart. Others believe that filling 
occurs at some point during the believer's growth at baptism. Are you saying filling or feeling? Filling. Filling. Yeah. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a weird word. Um, during the believer's growth, colon at baptism or simply when the spirit decides. Okay. We're at, we're at the hands of the spirit. Consent is, sex, consent is sexy spirit. Yeah, um, come on. Still others believe that filling of the spirit is a temporary circumstantial occurrence used for specific work of God on earth through his servants and can happen many times throughout the life of a Christian. Okay. Whatever your personal beliefs, several spiritual steps must be certainly involved. Part one of four, building your faith. I'm just going to share the photo. <laughs> y'all want to y'all want to give me a describe it's like a uh, a parent looking up at their son's drone and just being like oh shit i didn't think he'd be able to get it up there it's like you mm-hmm. walk into your house and you see that someone has hung up a pinata for your birthday and you're looking up and you're like oh whoa a pinata you're surprised but you're also like a little bit mad because you know it it's going to be you that ends up cleaning up all the candy and paper machines. Yeah. It looks like someone who's looking at the top of the fridge and is excited that they bought Reese's Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember getting these. <laughs> so, accompanied by this image is step one. Open your mind. Most people are guilty of being a little stubborn. Maybe you think you've got everything worked out and you know all the right answers. But if you really want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to accept that you maybe still have a few things to learn. Oh, boy. Open your mind to all possibilities so that God can lead the way. We're on to step two. I've got another image for everybody. Um, Um, It looks like a pregnant woman doing uh, midlife crisis yoga. It looks like someone who has been sculpted out of bubble gum. (laughs) (laughs) Midlife crisis yoga is very, very rewarding for the spirit, by the way. Uh, this is accompanied by number two, open your spirit. You probably also think, you know, God and you may, but it can only help you if you open yourself up to new spiritual experiences. You Mm. can't tell God who to be only. He can show you find new ways of worship or see how other churches work in order to open your spirit. God will show you the right way when you do. Uh, we got step three here. Uh, okay. Image. Um, don't listen. Uh, it looks like she's deaf in one ear. Yep. It's like it, yeah. you can't see it, but there's a red X over someone doing like the the hearing. The Hulk Hogan like, <laughs> right hand yeah. up to ear like, can you? I can't hear you. Stop listening to spiritual advice from others, is what that said. What? Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy, we're here reading you right now. <laughs> Whoa. You can stop reading this advice if you want. But the most important thing is to start using your own judgment. God gave you reason for a reason. What the fuck? <laughs> Hang on. That sounds like a really shitty Christian rap bar. Uh, reason for a reason. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a bit of a white rapper bender on this, on this podcast. Oh, I'm late to the party. You don't need someone to interpret the word of God for you. You can read a Bible. Okay. Yeah. But like. You can research and learn until you can read the Bible better than anyone else. What? Oh, that, wait, that, did you? Is that really in That's there? That's in here. You can read it until you know the Bible better than everybody else. Until this you can read it better than everyone else. Read it be- like faster, meaning like, like knowing stronger, knowing the words the best, higher. Yeah, like what? 
yeah, show me the fever <laughs> into the fire, baby. Uh, then use your own judgment to tell you what God wants. That mm, seems he won't let you be led astray. But as a wise man once said, fear a man who pulls from one book. You mm, mean like the Bible? Yeah, like. Well, I, I just don't uh, a little bit of shade here. Um, there's a bullet point on this step. Stop listening to spiritual advice. The bullet point says, be especially wary of those that try to tell you that you have to speak in tongues in order to know that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues is a spiritual gifts, verbatim. Um, but it is one of 15 spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit might give you when he fills you. Gross. Uh, when the Holy Spirit enters the people in Acts 2, they speak in tongues, yes. But these aren't gibberish made-up languages. God gives, God gives people from different countries the ability to talk to each other across language barriers. That What this means is that being filled with the Holy Spirit is a, more about overcoming differences and getting together in a love of God. But, but, he's, but God's not here, so like we can talk to him in death? Is that what they mean? I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. I, I, kind of, I kind of think um, that that is more of like maybe not a literal communication but like a communication um, of love that's, that's gonna mm. be it i don't know alex your thoughts filling your brainium with love so if speaking in tongues is one of the gifts that you can get when you become filled what are the other <laughs> gifts control over ice <laughs> magnetism telekinesis heart heart um being able to turn invisible it said thirteen, right? Jump, Fifteen. Fifteen. Jump, jump high. Uh, Keep going. You seem like you can, know him. Can always power win over it, chance. Can always win at rock paper scissors. Although Ooh, that's power. power over chance. That's yeah, power that's, over chance. That's power over chance. Uh, talking to land animals. Talking to sea animals. Um, talking to plants. Talking to plants. Uh, being able to pass through solid objects, and. Flight. Um, Never having your headphones tangle in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One more, guys. One more. We're there. And uh, if you eat a bunch of pasta, you get super strength. <laughs> <laughs> and those are just the spiritual gifts. We went to church. What would you do with your yeah. with your damn childhood? Come on. <laughs> Finally, we've got a part four here. Um, look in your heart for answers. One more image. Okay, it's just she's checking her own heartbeat. She's just putting hand over chest. She's it's it's the whitest uh, gang sign. She's pledging allegiance. Yeah, the whitest <laughs> gang sign. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> pledging allegiance is we're, the whitest gang sign. I can't. So this final one. Oh, this isn't a final, but we have spent a lot of time here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to number five, which is stop hurting yourself. Okay. Here's the image. It's the double <laughs> pledge of allegiance. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an akimbo pledge of allegiance. It's a, it's a lady. The lady's got her hands over, crossed over her chest, like she's going down a fast water slide, mm -hmm. or like she's a vampire who's asleep. She's given the the eagle shadow puppet. She also yeah. seems to be wearing like a a towel. It looks like a towel. Yeah. Like yeah. she just got out of the shower. Which, I mean, anytime's a good time to pray. The shower, yeah. especially. So, um, have we? Have we learned a lot about, about getting filled? Yeah. Yeah, just, he did it. Yeah. I um I don't feel filled. 
Um, no, that's just a how-to. Now we have to go out there and apply it. Now by we got, now we, we got to go. Now we get get on, get out on the town and get filled. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, I don't. No. The All bar right. isn't the best place to find a, a filler. Yeah, you, you can't get filled at a bar. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Not in the bar. Don't meet someone to get filled at the bar either. Yeah. Only get filled by a consummate professional. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we've made it to the to the meat and potatoes. We made it to the meat. We made it to the potatoes. Made it to the vegetable side, like an asparagus. Or like a chicken Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for Toon Talk. Buckle down. We're going to get into some Toon Talk right now. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. Welcome to Toon Talk. Welcome to Toon Talk. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Tell us what album we've got and why. We have Carrie and Lowell by Sufjan Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the album with the most spiritual overtones that I like listening to on a regular basis. Um, there's probably more albums I could think of that have... More to do with uh, than Jesus moments, but sure. I don't listen to it all the time. Okay. I, I think in a lot of contexts, Sufjan definitely counts as a Christian artist. I would say so. Okay. He's very unapologetically a Christian in a lot of points. Now, I have zero experience with Sufjan Stevens. Not even his breakout Illinois? No. And for our listeners, uh, I should clarify that I am currently dealing with a uh, wisdom tooth taken out so i am honked up on pain meds currently during this record so this does is that a- help you only not feel physical pain or can you not feel emotional pain either we're gonna find out on this record that's kind of what i was getting at yeah is, we're kind of doing a real crash test this is for a real crash test for my emotions because unmedicated i'm pretty sure this is one of the ones that would probably make me cry so let's see if i can uh being fortified by medicine and also, knowing you, it is kind of wild that you aren't a Sufjan guy. I know. He seems like he'd be right up your alley. I get it. Yeah. We're we're about to get you into it. Yeah. Well, My, I, Michael's, I Michael, mostly, I'm going to help. I don't know if this is the best first-timers. Intro- I'd say Illinois is the best first album to listen to with Sufjan. Okay. Um but this one's pretty great. Mm-hmm. All right, let's so, do it. So what's Carrie and Lowell about? Carrie and Lowell is an album about the death of Sutheon's mom. Oh, um, sick. Oh, which cool. Which I didn't even think about till literally just now. Well, Badass. yeah, I haven't thought about it either. I really didn't. Shit. Uh, this is, is going to be a crash test. Listeners, my mom's dead. Uh, uh, <laughs> we've covered it. We've co- <laughs> Look, I know. Maybe some first-timers. Maybe Michael's dad's listening for a first time. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he he may be. He may be. Um, so, so do you just want me to talk about like what's good about please. it? Please. Okay. Let's uh so, let's intersperse uh, music though. Okay. So let's hit the first track and we'll keep talking. Yeah. This first track is Death with Dignity. Yes. Okay, off to a pretty pretty soft start. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah. This is um, 
this is like kind of an interesting way to start off the album because it's kind of him a lot in a lot of the ways in the lyrics kind of forgiving his mom for what um for kind of the things that she's kind of done to him over the years and tip in a typical singer songwriter album this would probably be placed at the very end of the album oh weird but um it's almost kind of like um the flash point like where this is the ending of the the, okay, the quentin yeah, yeah. tarantino movie and then it kind of go jumps forward okay um but it's it's very gorgeous, and it actually uses takes one of my least favorite song tropes ever and makes it work. Just using the verse melody as the uh, the, the 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 guitar solo or the piano solo. Mm, um, yeah. oh, I hate yeah. it when that happens, but this song makes it work. It's usually lazy um, soloing. Yeah, yep. Weezer did that all over the Green album, where they just took mm-hmm. the verse melody and made it the guitar solo, and it was yeah. just Cowards. lazy. But yeah, yeah. Alex, uh, Sufjan is peak quiet boy indie. Okay. See, that's... On this album specifically. And I, I will say that I, I'm not typically a quiet... Oh, wait. One I'm not typically a quiet boy indie sort of guy. I, I like a little more. Yeah. Um, if that's why I think... I Il- love crying. Ilin- so. <laughs> Illinois has some of this stuff on here, but he has the more... Bam- he's chamber pop on that album. Okay. Um, and it's it's fantastic. Every single song on the first disc, is it's a double album. Um, you can... Uh, second disc you could, is not as good as the first, but everything on the first disc is gold, I would Got say. It. I think the whole thing is very good. Okay. Oh, it's good, but, like, the first disc is just not as good as the second one, I would say. You mean the second one's not as good? Yes. Okay. Second one's not as good as the first. There That's things, what I meant. Things to like about both discs. Yeah. yeah no, it's it's good, but it, like just just the second. There, it's the same. The oh. same bullet works because it's. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sparse. Yeah, it's very um, mm-hmm. it's very pretty. This is kind of a return to form for. Uh, uh, Sufjan. This is a lot like Seven Swans. I never listened to Seven Swans, but I listened to his first album, and it was Celtic folk. Oh, cool. Like, real traditional Celtic folk, and I couldn't get through it because it was very faithful to mm. Celtic folk. So, uh, so uh, Michael, what else can you say about that first track we heard? Um, it's definitely... Um, it sets kind of a, a musical um, tone that kind of keeps happening throughout the album where the, su- the song will make a sudden cut to a drone at the very end where it's just kind of a hard stop and then we get a nice uh, serene sounding um, just kind of very unprecedented. Um, trying to find the right word to describe. Yeah, it's just a drone. And that that's on multiple songs on this album where it just kind of hard cuts to a drone, Death with Dignity, Drawn to Blood, and um, Blue Bucket of Gold. Uh, all three of those songs do that. Hmm. And it's it just kind of keeps happening, okay. which I think is good. That's cool. Yeah. We'll keep thinking about what that means um, as we keep playing. What is the next track? Well, Heath, I'm glad you asked. The next track is Should Have Known Better by Sufjan Stevens. This is the song where he starts getting into some of his issues with his mom. Um, there's a line on here where he says, When I was three, three, maybe four, she left us at the video store. Dang. Um... And there's just a lot of things where he just kind of doesn't seem to forgive his mom about on this and the next track. He really seems to go into the issues he has had with her. Oof. Yeah. Uh, 
for another off-album track um, that Sufjan wrote about his mom, uh, Romulus, on the Michigan album. Okay, that was both of those albums, The Swan and Michigan. I, I've heard The Michigan a couple times, but I just I don't remember it as much. I used to like Michigan, Greetings from Michigan, better than Illinois. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did that change at some point? It did. Um, it was mostly because I was kind of a soft boy indie uh Stan in high school. Okay. And I didn't appreciate Illinois like I should have. I wasn't like ready for it, I don't think. Yeah, it's fair. It's a very um it's very it packs a lot of different genres into it, whereas Michigan mm-hmm. felt more um homogenous. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a bad way though. No, certainly not. They're just different albums. Yeah, definitely. There was the running joke where he was going to make an album about all 50 states. He said he would. He said he would, and then I think he was really... I was just joking. 50 states project. Yeah. Yeah. He did do, a, I think, a Rhode Island EP. Cool. I haven't heard it, though. But that's... Yeah. That one's good. It does have a breakdown near the end where the instrumentation gets kind of happy sounding, which hmm. is not... If it's it kind of works with like it's almost like the point where he kind of starts crying a little bit not in the song but it's like musically that's what it would sound like because the lyrics kind of change focus to his um his brother having a daughter mm. and that he's an uncle and it's kind of like the uh, the light at the very end of the tunnel. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can skip to that. Okay. Yep. Well, it's that was the last part of it. Oh well, shit. It's okay. <laughs> This isn't doing anything for me. Really. Okay. Yeah. This okay. is that's, this is fun. I, I I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Well, how, uh, do you feel anything? No. Wow. Okay. That's the thing, is that this kind of music has never been able to get any emotion out of me. That's I think that's a fair statement to make. Sufjan Stevens does give a very reserved vocal performance on this entire album. Sure. Um, it's a little more boisterous in the live version, mm-hmm. um, but not by much. It's not saying a whole lot. So I can, if someone says they don't like this album, I totally get it. Yeah. Do you feel like it's not happening because you feel like it's trying? Maybe, well, maybe, but there's there's other stuff that I don't know. We'll we'll uh, we'll keep listening, and I I want to really nail down these feelings because I wasn't expecting this. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Up next is all of me wants all of you. Yes. Which I'm. Any background on this before we get started? Um. It does kind of have a line um in there about him. Like, the way that Sufjan Stevens writes, I think, is um, in some way, shape, or form, he'll have one lyric that kind of sticks out amongst the rest and kind of mm-hmm. sounds different um, on, a, like, a personal basis. Um, so it really kind of punches because okay. it, it sounds different from it. And it's at the very beginning of the song, and you'll kind of hear it. Okay. Um, but I think we'll talk about it more once we get to the line, and I'll point it out. Okay. Shall we beat this or celebrate it? 
that line. <laughs> he said masturbating. <laughs> nice. Which I think he has um, a couple lines like that throughout the album where he discusses. Oh, about cranking? <laughs> no, no, a couple lines where he kind of like kind of things that he does that maybe goes against his Christian faith. Like he talks about being uh, too drunk on one song, and he mm-hmm. talks about um, just kind of. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He, Busting. He, he did not. He didn't go to that part. It was a one-off line. Um, it's not. It's not a concept song about that <laughs> not, particularly. All right, guys. I'm Sufjan Stevens. This is an album about my mom. She's dead and jerking it. One, two, three. I'm blasting rope under my tree. Okay, kill the song. We're going to do Sufjan impressions. Take it away, Heath. I'm shooting globs while while you watch Jeopardy. Alex, your turn. I've got a hand on my pan flute and another hand. On my pants flute. <laughs> Michael, you want to get one in? All right. Um. <laughs> pants flute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> do, 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 do. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked that one. It was very to the point. <laughs> Bustin' makes me feel good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, here on the Praise Down, we're actual children, and this song and this album is is about things. Yeah, and so <laughs> and, we don't know how to deal with it. And the and the first thing. We responded to because we're nervous because this is about something is the is the uh, sort of um, yeah. the the J and O part. Yeah, the right. the, the straight jerking it mm-hmm. line. But like, it's about stuff, but it doesn't. It's the musically, it doesn't make me feel anything. Okay, would you? I would say that the the I most think... uh, complex this song, the mu- this album sounds musically, is the song "The Only Thing," mm. and I think it has the most heart wrenching lyrics. Of this is like Sufjan's lowest point. Okay. I would say. I'm trying um, to I'm trying to get a beat on why. Yeah. Okay. For, for you, um, it is an intensely personal album, which sure. should do it. Right. But uh, does it? It might is be it too being, whispery. Is it presenting it in a way that you don't buy it? Like you don't feel the emotion in? I don't in relate it? to it. Okay. Because okay. this guy's not emoting how I emote. That That's a good point. Cause I think it's... Because he's not really emoting with his voice at all. No, not in a traditional sense. He's emoting with... He's emoting with the lyrics, but maybe right. not his... Yeah. He's very inward, I would say. And I would say the um, the points in his voice where he does get emotive is very very subtle. Yeah. Um. Where sometimes if I'm just listening casually, I'll miss it. Yeah. He's right. he's very sad in a very introverted way. Right. Yeah. 
which is how I spend my days. Sure. So maybe that's why it connects with me. Oof, sure. I get sad in a real like maudlin extroverted way. <laughs> what's what's your sad album? I kind of want to I kind of want to get a beat on where we are. Um I don't really have a sad album. I there are f- certain songs that I'll go to. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of songs off the Over the Garden Wall soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, but like, what album? Jihad Blues by Almighty Defenders. Mm-hmm. What other albums make you just like blast um, tears? Mm-hmm. The Proto Man Act Two <laughs> <laughs> makes me cry every time. Sweet Baby James by James Taylor makes me cry. Oh, yep, yep. You got history with that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, certain They Might Be Giant songs. Mm-hmm. Not even the sad ones, but just ones that have connections to things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I remember uh, just recently I've been getting back into hip-hop, and I've been trying to find rap songs that have made me cry, and so far I've only found three. What are they? They are um, Cocoa Butter Kisses by Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, good. And then uh, The Legendary Iron Hood by Open Mike Eagle. Oh, dude, yeah. That's a good yeah. one. It's really yes. fucking sad. Um, and uh, Dream Master by Mega Ran. Okay. That one is just very up uh, front about his... Uh, he grew up in the hood. Uh, he wasn't accepted by the nerds or the um, or the uh, the gangsters, mm-hmm. um, and so he. Um, we'll call them hood normies. Hood mm-hmm. normies, um, but um, he uh, kind of just kind of like I was uh, safe and sheltered because I grew up playing uh, Nintendo games, and that was what the song is about about him being uh, about kind of how the NES kind of saved his life, um, and it's really. It's really that's, heart well. Uh, it's really, really heartwarming. That's really sweet. It's such a. It's a great yeah, song. Nice. It is a fantastic song. I'll start crying if we listen to it though. So let's not do it. Let's uh, let's blast into song three. Song three. That was song three. That was that, song three. So song let's four. blast into "Drawn to the Blood." Yes. Mm-hmm. And we'll get we'll we'll skip ahead and get to that drone that you keep telling us about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying a little bit. It, it feels sad in a Wes Anderson way. Right. It emotes Wes Anderson style. Yeah. Right. It's twee in a way I can't relate to. Yeah. Will Toledo of Carsey Headrest says that it felt like an exercise of sadness more than uh, uh, legitimate sadness. Yep. Which is uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to hear it when I heard that, but I just could not deny that there's something which about is a, that. a brutal yeah. read. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like. Oh, I I don't want to agree with that, but yeah, I can kind of see that. But also, I can kind of maybe see how um, Sufjan, for as strong of a lyricist he is and as strong an instrumentalist he is, maybe experiences discomfort with expressing those things. Maybe it's, um, it's possible. Like I don't I don't know. So maybe. An exercise in sadness is still personal. I think that could be. Um, I do think he has a very strong grasp of a um, vocal melody on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're going to make... I, I enjoy these songs. If you're going to make songs that are this low-key and enjoyable, you have to have a very strong grasp of a, um, a vocal melody that can really carry you through. And the yeah. three songs on this album I don't like don't have that. 
So okay. I don't think that's coincidental. I think it is too, just too subtle for me. Ye- that, yeah. Because this... Oh, this mortal coil. Another thing that makes me cry. Oh, yeah. that is really sad. Okay. You need to hear... Yeah, like you need to hear things. You need to hear the emotion that things have. Right. Michael, I'm going to play some This Mortal Coil real quick. Okay. If we're going to play gonna other things this... that are cryingable. Right. Well, yeah. We, yeah, just, just sort wanna... of sort of get what makes Alex tick here. I'm saying it's all allow it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of this song? Song to the Siren. Takes a second. On the floating ship's oceans, I did all my best to smile till you're singing. This is way more dramatic. Yeah. And I can I can get some I can squirt yeah. out a few tears for yeah. some dramatic songs. Yeah, oh, yeah, you need to hear the feelings. You can't read the feelings. Right. But I can't yeah. the, but like they're happy sounding they might be giant songs that make me cry because of their lyrics. So I don't Such know. Such as uh there's a let's see. Let me find. I've got a match. The uh, we'll just play to the chorus. Get out of the car. Put down the phone. Take off that stupid-looking hat you wear. I'm gonna die. We covered this on your episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely hear that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you need to hear something. So, I don't think you need to hear it be sad in order to be like, oh, I'm sad, and you know, you right. you blast eye rope everywhere or whatever. Sure. But, um, you need to hear. I feel like you need to hear the emotion like sonically. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe it just kind of feels with the uh, with how professional of a musician Sufjan is. Maybe it just sounds ingenuine. Yeah. I can. I can. I don't agree with that point, but if someone said that, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to dispute that. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Ingenuine's a harsh word. Yeah. It's I, like... I would maybe say like. Gosh, just just reserved. Yeah, like he's yeah, he's a shy boy. Mm -hmm. He is. He's a very shy boy. But I'm I'm a member of the shy boys club Um, Mm -hmm. for sure. All right, up next we've got Eugene. Eugene, this is his like uh, this is I really like the lyrics in this. Who's Eugene? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure I know. Eugene Murray. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the kid from Hey Arnold that crashed his bike a lot. <laughs> I 
I do think this song has maybe made me cry once, and I think, um, can you cry if the vocal melody of someone is sad? Like, sad enough? Can you cry if vocal yeah. melodies? I think, I think because he's singing higher notes than going to lower, it kind of gives his voice, um, more of a, a precious sense to it, because mm-hmm. the higher notes really kind of heighten his range, I'd yeah. say. Eugene, Oregon. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, the place. The place. I do think the last lyric of this song is very, very sad. Let's skip to it. I'll go a little bit back. I think this is it right here. That's like he's got it's like good. that's what I mean when I says he has uh, some lines that stick out because the the language of that song is very pretty. Yeah, yeah. there are and just uppercuts in there. Yeah, oh. there's definite ones where it's just like oof. Oh, Ooh. this uh, this album's too pretty for me to trust. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, uh, it's, I it's, have that problem with a lot of stuff. You think it's too arranged? Yeah, I, okay. it's too pretty. That's, I don't buy it. That's why you love they might be giants. Yep, because it's like. Honestly, like, and I mean this fondly, it's ugly yeah. music. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. God, like, some of the, uh, like, their theme song, They Might Be Giants, like, off their, yeah. off the Flood album, it's got that yeah. really weird-ass solo. Yeah. That's so much fun. What's the track here? This is 4th of July, and the refrain here is, we're all gonna die, is the refrain of that, of this song. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, I think this and the next song, the only thing uses uh, focuses on uh, Sufjan Stevens using really morbid lyrics um, set against soft music and very pretty vocal melodies. I love that. Which is when I think it's at its strongest because there's some really dark imagery in the next song that okay. I think really works well. So, go, well, first of all, go ahead and give me the the total amount of tracks on this album. This could be you. It's could be Alex. Depending. Eleven. Eleven. So, do you, what is the sort of tonal mapping? of this album like i don't think you need a map i think you just gonna i think it's pretty monotone and I, I say that as someone who loves this album it's very monotone well i mean okay so lyrically lyrically uh, yeah if you were to if you were to make a sort of like tonal map of the lyrics is it like is there a there's obviously like a downer zone okay. in the middle is there an upper zone i okay there... i would say that death with dignity is an upper and then should have known better going down a little bit downer but has that moment at the end where he's talking about his uh his niece and it gets a little brighter all of me wants all of you drawn to the blood gets really kind of down there and he's just not happy with things on sure. those songs ewan is him reminiscing on his past he talks about um the same person who called who taught him how to swim couldn't pronounce his uh first name so he called him subaru subaru yes mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of a happy moment but then fourth of july and the only thing are um him using the the uh, really dark imagery against uh, really um simple progressions which i think this is not the lowest point mm-hmm. of the album. Uh, John, my beloved, is the lowest point. But and I do got to say, sound-wise, I think this is my fave so far. Honestly, okay. same. Mm-hmm. I like. I like what it's doing. My favorite. My favorite song on this album is John, my beloved. 
Um, so we'll get to that when we get to that, and I'll say, I'll talk about why when we get there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's Fourth of July, and like the ending of the song is great because he just says we're all gonna die over and over again. That's fun. Yeah. Up next, the only thing. Yes, possibly the best one, objectively. I just think Sufjan is at his best when it's not sparse. Yeah, I think this has the most uh, vast inf- in, uh, instrumentation. Like, there's a lot of different uh, instruments that get layered on top of each other near the um, the middle point of the song. Yeah, I like it when his sound fills a room. Yeah, this is definitely not the album to do that with, but sure. the closest I mean, we get is this song, I would say. I thought his Tanya Harding single was also pretty good at that. Yeah. That's very did you funny. did you listen to both versions of that song? Yeah, I like the the spacier one better with the uh, electronic instrumentation. Yeah, I like that one best. Do you know that he um, wrote that to kind of coincide with Tanya Harding's um, performance? Uh, her the anniversary of her performance? No, the um, uh, the video of her doing the uh, the triple axel. The triple axel. I think uh, someone put that song over the video of her. That whole um, thing oh, it cool. syncs up. Yeah, I I. I hadn't I didn't know anything about the whole Tanya Harding fiasco and then I listened to Tanya Harding and then I watched I Tanya. Oh boy. And now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. He does have some uppercut lyrics in Tanya Harding. I think he calls Tanya Harding uh just some Portland white trash. Jesus. I think yeah. yeah. But it's like fondly refers to her as Portland white. I don't know about fondly. That song's really sad. Sure. Like he says it in not, a pretty way. I, but, I don't think. It's, but it, but it isn't pity either. No, it's not pity. No, I don't yeah. think so. I, I he's feel, very objectively saying you are Portland white trash. It, it feels it feels empathetic, and it's kind of difficult for me to say why without listening. Well, we'll rate this album, and we'll we'll uh, pull it up. We'll do this on. We'll do an unsanctioned listen. Okay. Yeah. But what's what's going on? What's going on back in Album Town here? Um, it's still a very, it's still very, um, light. Uh, if you want to skip to like maybe the, um, the middle part or if we're already in the middle part, maybe the middle of the, the, the third, three, fourth mark. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Okay, I like this. a drone at the end of this what's he talking about here um the idea of this song is that literally everything he thinks of or sees or hear oh yeah, okay everything he sees hears 
um, feels comes back to his mom and he yeah. just doesn't want to live anymore. Yeah. Everything reminds me of you. So I want to remove the stuff that yeah. makes that I'm gonna happen. Tear out tear my, out my eyes. eyes. I'm going to tear out my heart so I don't feel anything. Yeah, I get that. I think that's one of the best songs on here. This is a song I don't like. Okay, let's I, hear I it. I don't like this song. What's this one called? Karen this is Lowell. the title and track. This is the title track, and I don't like it very much. Um, it just there's nothing. There's not a strong musical idea that really kind of carries this song mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is there one that lowers it? Yeah. Um, this is probably one of the. <laughs> I just I got it. Lull. That was dumb. No, it, it, yeah, it, you, yeah. Shut, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear this for a sec. Yeah, I don't. I think, I think just because I maybe. OD'd on it in 2009 and 10. I just don't like busy, folky music anymore. Mm-hmm. That could be it. But I think for for busy, folky music, well, as busy as this album gets, I yeah. think this is one of the lower points because this just doesn't have a strong musical baseline to carry. Oh, it doesn't have like a not like a literal baseline, but like a um, a good central idea. Yeah, it just kind of feels like he had two songs that weren't finished and kind of put them together. Hmm. This is definitely probably my least favorite on the album. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bored by it. It's yeah. Oh, we can move on. It's it's yeah. gong it's gong show oh, style here. I think here. John, yeah, yeah. my beloved, is next. It it's, is. It's gong show style here. This is the dreariest song on the album, and I know oh, you don't like very yeah. dreary, but it's I do. Like, the vocal melody is like a lullaby. Like okay. it sounds. It's it's great. I love this song so much. Let's do it. This is already better than the last one. Yeah. I, I just hate the. Yeah, yeah. I don't need it. Like I don't, I don't need a finger picky Seinfeld bass mm-hmm. acoustic guitar guy. This is one of uh, just to have some feelings. Yeah, fucking yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> like sell it. Yeah, right. that, I think this that's your. Pro- that's why you don't like it. He's yeah. not. He's not selling it to you. Yeah, I don't believe it. Do you think his um, very understated demeanor could work with more direct lyrics? I don't know. I feel like it's being pretty. Because I, I don't I, feel like it's being. He's ba- not being like, coy. I have an example of a song that ha- is very similar in the vein of this album, but the lyrics are very, very straightforward. There's no poetry to really mm. read into it. The lyrics already feel very direct, right? But they're 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 very. Um, he has a lot of references to uh, Greek mythology on this album. Sure, and it's very metaphorical. Um, but I, I kind of want to play the song at some point. Um, I think it's called "The Crow Part 2 by Mount Erie. Um, where it has a kind of very oh, similar style, but the, the lyrics are so like blunt that it's just like there's no other really way to interpret this. Like you can interpret these songs in different ways. I think I'm also kind of not. I'm not sold on my own take here, but Mount Erie probably does sad better than Sufjan does sad. I think so too. 
um, the the Al McCrow looked at me is uh, he made that like maybe two months after his wife died. Yeah, and it was just like every single song on there, the lyrics were just like, nope, I, every everything sucks, and there's no poetry behind this. Yeah, um, and I think he released another one that was maybe like about yeah. a year, uh, like a uh, like maybe a year after his wife's death. Yeah, and that, it, that's for the most the, part, he's for, the, for the most part, he's just like trying to move on, but everything sucks still. Like, hate to break it to you. I can't you know? find the crow part. Oh, too. it's on. It's on a different album than a crow looked at me. It's on the Damn. album, um, the one, his newest one, I think. It's the last song on that one, Crow Part Two, I think is what it's called. Yeah, this one takes a little while to get going, but like you kind of. The it's lyrics. six minutes long. I'm going to skip in. Yeah, skip to like maybe a minute 30. For a bird that will make eye contact. That's where you live now. There's a particularly really sad scene in the song that I want to listen to. Uh, I like that he's not fucking whispering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's talking. I think this is the same level of lyrical straightforwardness. Do you think so? But I, I do like... There's a one moment that I want to listen to specifically in okay. this song. Every day that comes, the echo of you living here gets quieter, obscured by the loud wind of us now. Mm-hmm. Wailing and moaning for you. So living, talking about school, making food, just surviving. I think okay, this is I it. Like containing love, waking up again. The baby that you knew is now a kid. Fuck. And yeah. she looks at me. Oh, yeah, this is it. With your eyes, the shape of omens. I'm stirred inside and reemerge. I go downstairs and turn on the seat. Coffee and boil two eggs, make two pieces of bread into toast, open a window and give the child some clothes and get us sitting at the table. Yeah. This is some mountain goat's ass, like, lyrical yeah. specificity. Yeah, this is like... Hang on. There's, there's, there's two okay. conflicting ideas here. One is he wants... He doesn't want to forget his wife who died, but also he has to uh, in order to hold it the fuck together. Yeah. Right, the he's best, got stuff to do. The best yeah. moment in that song um, is uh, right. We were it was about to get to it where his um, his daughter asks to hear um, uh, her mom's record, like where she's singing, mm-hmm. and so he describes like putting it on, and they're sitting at the breakfast table listening to his um, his wife's old album. And he just kind of says, I am sobbing and eating eggs again. Just kind of like crying and like with his daughter there listening to the album that his wife and her mom made. Wow. It's really, it's just like, ugh. Like, I, language like that does, I wouldn't make it on Carrie and Lowell, I don't think. Mm-mm. No, you're right. So, uh, I do want to say Suvian Stevens sings like he's on his deathbed. <laughs> and, and, and every album and every song is like, come closer. Come closer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I, <laughs> I got caught masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I am slight cup of tea. And I want to drink it, but I can't because it's all the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the other side of the room. And if I get up, I'll shatter to pieces. Yeah. Before I get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the rest <laughs> of this, the last two songs after John My Love It, I don't like. Um, and they're probably similar to the, the title track feel. So if you wanted to not listen to them. Well, I mean, we we I have mean, to. We've got, okay. We'll gong it. We'll gong it. Yeah. All right. No shade in the shadow of the cross. This one's not. No tea, no shade, bad. no pink lemonade. But it sounds like cross. a pretty cool hymn, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just kind of feels a little redundant at this point, the finger-plucking mm-hmm. music. Yeah. It's just like, just... I feel like if the music was varied, I mm-hmm. think it would be better. But it feels a little redundant. I just feel like because this sort of play style has been recently at the height of its popularity, it evokes too much annoying imagery for mm-hmm. me. Mm. fucking like iPhone lumberjack guys yeah you know <laughs> in like 2008 yeah yeah I, I get that if you know what this is about feel free to illuminate and then we can gong and move on I the, this is my least favorite song I think next to Carrie and Lowell the title track so the, the three tracks I don't like on here I'm not sure what they're about so we're just kind of listening to listen at this point. I do like this part, though. I like the, the harmonies. Yeah. Ooh, that's nice. That little flip. Yeah. Like a champion, get drunk to get laid. I take one more hit when you depart. I like that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is that I've never felt an emotion this quietly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are very quiet emotions for very quiet people. Right. Which I'm all about it. Sure. And you see that, and maybe you wonder how authentic is that emotion being experienced if it's being expressed with this much reservation. Right. I'm sorry. If I'm... you're feeling it, it should be bursting out of you. You should have to. Okay. Music is something your body does when you can't do words good anymore. Yeah. I wow. guess. <laughs> I mean, cool. I, yeah. And that, that's kind of what the the Crow looked at me album. It's just him like, uh, like, you know, death is not to be sung about. Mm-hmm. It's not our. Yeah. Like, those are some of the lyrics he says. Because he's like, it's like my knees fail. My words fail, and it's just really kind of I, I think yeah. and I, with it. And I think a part of like why that perhaps succeeds more at that particular goal is because there's no finesse, there's no mm-hmm. songwriting finesse. He's like, fuck it, emotions here we, yeah. And he's yeah. just he's writing songs still, and he's writing songs better than I could write a song. But like, uh, he's definitely just very matter-of-factly expressing his sadness in a way that only the only way he felt capable of doing it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. People whose worlds are falling asleep, falling apart, don't make these sounds. That, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Yeah. 
so you think this album got lost in translation. Yeah. But, but I would also say that Sufjan's relationship to his mom as he's expressed it in his music is not one of like... Um, I'm not going to say he didn't love his mom, but he, he and his mom have really weird history. Okay. Also, because yeah. his mom either... And this is just what I picked up from listening to a few songs, but she either she was either not around or when she was, she was an unreliable caregiver and kind of a fucking mess. You know yeah. What I mean? like yeah. I get the impression that she probably forgot to pick him and his uh, siblings up probably multiple times. Yeah. For things. I mean, this kind of seems like he's he's leaving her flowers and then dancing on it a little bit. OK. Yeah. I don't know if I go as far as say that. Or at least not looking back. Well, leaving flowers like one time, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I think he's less sad and maybe more emotionally frustrated. I think that she um, wasn't better at it. That, but also that she's gone. He won't get a. He won't get full closure. I think mm. mm-hmm. is what I've picked up a lot in the lyrics. Yeah, like she didn't make it long enough to for him to see her be the mom that he wanted her to be i think that's i think it's fair assessment all right boys my phone's about to die so let's get into final judgment so what Do, is what, that the last one yeah that, that was, was it that one. was oh. the last one. Oh dang yeah Good. what so um what is, what's your guys's rating scale it's out of 12 disciples out of 12 disciples yeah keep in mind one of those disciples is judas <laughs> um i would say um seven out of 12 Okay. Judas or nah? No Judas. Okay. Yeah. Um you, you have any you have any explanation behind Um I mean we've we've talked about liking it and not liking yeah. it for different reasons, but if you were to give us you If know, I were to translate it to a, a different scale, like a, like out of five, I would probably give it on a subjective level four point five because this is just the kind of um there's a lot of reading into lyrics that I enjoy doing and it creates an atmosphere that I like to envelop in. Mm-hmm. But objectively probably a three out of five which i would translate to the seven out of twelve apostles without a judas okay okay uh so sufjan's good this album is good Mm -hmm. but we've the thing it sets out to do is see i don't know I don't know. I'm not sure what the goal is. I feel like I know what the goal is, but I don't feel like he. I don't feel like he wrote something to make to make us go, "Uh oh, strap in for Sad Town" mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, man. Like feeling make, central. Yeah, like yeah, Choo-choo. yeah. Last <laughs> last stop, you know, feelings words express or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I don't feel like he is bringing us into this thing for us to. Go, oh man, Sufjan, that's sad. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's expressing his grief uh, for his mom, who was a, like I said, like an unreliable caregiver, um, a a sometimes absent caregiver, like a, a difficult to pin down sort of, I guess, personally controversial figure in his life. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is just the level of grieving that he feels capable of giving her. Ooh. So it's not like, 
it's not him going, this is my mom. I love her. And it sucks that she's dead or whatever. But he's maybe he's just saying, hey, like, my mom died. And here is my relationship to my mom in song. Um, I'm not I'm not crying, I don't think. Um, I'm certainly feeling things, but I'm not I'm not falling apart about it. Well, I'm falling apart about it sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. Like this mostly sucks because because I'm fucked up about it for really complicated reasons. And the album. The, colon the album, right? <laughs> and I think if you make if you because I've moved the goalposts a lot, but if we agree that that's the specific goal, and we may not, I think this album succeeds as fucking boring as shit as it mm-hmm. is. Um, so I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. No, I'm gonna give it a ten, but I'm gonna give it a Judas for being boring. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm I. I agree with I agree that it is boring. Um I think that's the word for it is boring. It like if his relationship with his mom was so complicated, then it makes sense that the emotion he would want to express when she died is one of eh, and that's what this album that's the tone of this album for me. <laughs> it's just a guy going eh, Yeah. I guess. <laughs> it's, ah, it's oh, man. Of, it's kind of fucked up, but yeah. I I can't really refute your point. <laughs> but but I, but I feel like he's saying this is the emotion that I'm having about it. And right. aren't I just a fuck? Am I not the fucking worst for this right. being the emotion that I'm experiencing? Right. Uh, that could be. There yeah. could be some self some self hatred in there for not feeling more. I feel like yeah, because he's he's. He's going inward a lot. He's saying, uh, you know, here's some other shit that I didn't feel anything about. Why didn't I feel anything about it? Yeah. Uh, that said, you know, it did. It, I it didn't. I didn't connect with it emotionally. Put mm-hmm. me to sleep a little bit. Okay. Uh, six out of twelve. No, Judas. I don't think he did anything wrong. I think I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're just you're, you're, you're just, different than you, you the just people. Have, who, you just have trust issues with pretty with, stuff. You're, you're different true. from the yeah, people yeah. who love this album, right? And that's okay. All right. Yeah. We gotta we gotta send one to digital heaven. Oh, my phone's my phone died, well, uh, so I can't. But digital heaven. Do you have access to digital heaven? I do have access to digital heaven. Give me a moment. Okay. What is digital heaven? I'm glad you asked, Michael. Um, digital heaven is our Spotify playlist, our official Praise Down Spotify playlist. Okay. So the rest of this album has to die. All right. But we, one track. Well, is Was good enough to go to digital heaven. Is what this is something it? that we uh, we all three come to a consensus on? You have the strongest vote. You've got the biggest vote, and okay. you can sell us on it. Um, I'm stuck between John, my beloved, and the only thing. I think... Um, the only thing me is objectively a better song, I would say, and it features the most lush instrumentation on the album, and it does have some of the most morbid imagery there. Mm. I think that was the one you kind of almost connected to on some level. Yeah, 
So I think if we're going to get one that we all kind of three came together on, I would probably say the only thing. Okay. Oh, wait. I don't, ha- I don't have access to Digital Heaven. No. <sighs> okay. I'll put it up when I go to edit the episode. All right. Okay, cool. Thank Thoughts you. and feelings on that, guys? <laughs> edit point. Alex, I know you're listening to this. Go add The Only Thing by Suvian Stevens to Digital Heaven. Alex, this is your conscience. Yeah. Alex. <laughs> oh, my conscience is motorboating me. <laughs> You're a good person, actually. Thank you. Yeah. That's me in the moment. Okay. Be, stop being so hard on yourself. You said hard on. Fuck. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Edit point over. Over, yeah. Congratulations, the only thing. Welcome to digital heaven. All right. In your digital house are many, in, in you know, my digital father's house, there are many digital mansions. <laughs> if it were not so, I would have emailed you. <laughs> I've gone to prepare a domain for you. Anyway, sorry. Digitalheaven.us.gov. Yes, sorry. Is the domain. Sorry, very silly of me. <laughs> um, so we are, goodness, just about out of here. Mm-hmm. Michael, where can we find you online? Where can we find you in the Meatscape? What are you doing? Where are you? Um, I um I help run the public access Facebook page. Um, and you can uh, find us on Facebook at I believe. Let me double check, but I believe it's Public Access OKC. Is that our our handle on the on the the books, Alex? I'm not sure. Let, I'm gonna double check, um, but I believe that is our handle. Uh, yes, uh, public access open mic actually. Public access open mic mm. is our um, Facebook handle, and I believe it's the same thing on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, I mostly just make posts saying that um, hey, uh, open mic tonight. Yep. That's what I do. When it's tonight. When, when it's tonight. tonight. Not yeah. right now. Not I, like every day or whatever. No, that would be, that would be silly. I feel like we'd fuck over a lot of fans. That'd with be that. that'd be um difficult to uh More followers. Yeah. You I, you've got to build that trust. I friends. I I called them fans and I'm like that's a, sh- a douchey thing to say. Well, like, that's stupid. Y- friends are friends are your fans. Uh, yeah. Friends are your fans. Yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah. Friends are just, as soon as I said that I'm like, I wow, I'm you know look what? at number one douchicle over you here. Know what? Friends are friends, but they're also fans of you as a person. Okay. Mm-hmm. In that way, yeah. I guess I do got fans. So let's and let's I, say some thank yous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael, thank you for being on. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yeah. Just, thanks for having me on. I had a, I had a lot of fun with this album. Me too. Jill, thank you for presiding and giving us Mass Effect takes. Alex, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Hey, thank you for being on the show. Oh, goodness. I'm always honored. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you to Jarvix for our theme. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Wampus for our Tune Talk stinger. Thank you to Molly Devine for our Talk in the Walk stinger. Thank you to Cameron Brewer for Holy Ghost Ride and the Whip, our outro music. And finally, thank you to Good Trash Media for powering our podcast once again. We are going to get out of here Yep. the same way we always get out of here. With our catchphrase. As for as for me and my podcast, we will be sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> Squarespace, give us money. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.